Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to week two of Akuo Church. We are continuing our series of the four L's of Akuo. Just as a reminder here at Akuo Church, we exist so people can be in community with Jesus and one another. And we're going to do that by using four L's. We're going to do that by listening to God, which is what we spoke about last week. We're going to love people. We're going to lead by empowering. And we are going to link to our community. Now, I know that is a lot of L's, but I really like or love alliteration. (laughs) So this week, I want to talk about loving people. Now, for me, this idea of loving people that were outside of the people I'd grown up with was kind of foreign. I mean, I'd played sports all my life, but most of those people were very much like-minded with me. So we enjoyed a lot of the same stuff. So it wasn't a stretch for me to connect uh, to these folks that were on my teams, no matter what culture they came from, because we had some some similarities. So it wasn't until I got into college that I started to spend time with people that were very much different from me. My sophomore year at UTSA, I got connected to a Bible study for the very first time in my entire life. I'd never been a part of something like that. Now, we would meet up once a week and sit down with, with our pastor, Doug Robbins, and we would read through some scripture and pray and then, and then head out of there. And it was during this group that I met all kinds of people that I'd never spent any time with before. Really, I, I got a chance to hang out with a bunch of kids that uh, were artsy or musicians, and, and I'd never spent time with people like that. In some ways, uh, it was like walking into a completely different world. I would have these conversations with them and try and bring up the finer points of the spread offense in college football and how great it was and how revolutionary it was. And I would just get stares from them. And, and really, it would be the exact stare that I would give them when they would go on and on about the new pedal that they bought for their guitar or whatever instrument that they were using. Now, even though our differences, uh, we had our differences, we became friends and we did all kinds of stuff together. We went to music shows. We went to UTSA basketball games. Uh, We had NBA Finals watch parties, you know, when the Spurs were like actually in the finals. Uh, We went on vacations to the river and we went on mission trips. It, It was totally fantastic. And this group of people really helped shape the person that I am today. Those people that made up that group will be in my heart for the rest of my life. And I am better because of my experiences with them. But I gotta be honest, at the start, it was barely something I wanted to do. And really the only reason I showed up to their meeting for the very first time was because two of my friends invited me and then stayed on me about it. Uh, And I said to myself, I'll I'll go, but only so I can tell them that I hated it. And when I got there, I had great conversations and I had all kinds of fun. I was totally hooked. Now I was hooked because I knew that if I went back, I would get loved on, which is exactly how it's supposed to work. And we see that happening in the Bible when we look at the book of Galatians. So let me start this dive into Galatians with a little bit of context. This was written uh, from the Apostle Paul to the folks in the churches of the area of Galatia. Now at this point, uh, the people that he's talking to were believers, but they were forgetting about the freedom that they had in Jesus. They felt like they were still bound by the old laws of the Old Testament. Now, with that came criticism of the people in the church that didn't abide by the old laws in the same way that the others did. Now, this led to all kinds of fighting at these churches. And what they didn't understand was that there was redemption that could be found from the laws of the Old Testament, but not necessarily uh, salvation. Now, there can be refinement from those laws, but that was it. 
So Paul is explaining that if you feel like you are bound to a law, there is one in particular that you should pay attention to. So let's look at Galatians 5, 13 through 15. There it says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So Paul wants us to do a few things. First, we are right to enjoy the freedom that we have in the unending forgiveness that is given to us through Jesus. But we shouldn't use that as a chance to sin like crazy. Instead, we should be using that freedom we have to pour into the people around us. He wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. We are to show the people the same love that we have shown our own bodies. We feed, nourish, and take care of ourselves. And we should do the same for our neighbors. Not only that, we shouldn't be biting and devouring one another. If we are doing that, we are destroying each other. And that is not what we should be doing as believers in Jesus. So here's the big idea. I want you guys to walk away with it today. If you don't remember anything from this talk, this is what I want you to remember. I want you to remember to be better neighbors so our community will flourish. Be better neighbors so our community will flourish. I want you to be a better neighbor than you have been up to this point. I want you, you, to help this community we are building here at Akuo flourish. And I can't do it alone. Abel can't do it alone. Everybody needs to do their part. Now, right now in the world we are living in, this is not easy. But I want you to know this. Right now, people want hope and not a debate. People want to be loved and not devoured. This is what the followers of Jesus need to do with the people around them. We need to give them hope and love. I want you to think through your communication over the last few days. Think about how you have spoken with your spouse, your family, your friends, and especially think about how you've been on social media. How have you been as far as a neighbor? How have you been showing people that there is hope and love? Or have you been a part of the doom and gloom? Or even worse, have you been one of the people that's devouring others? Have you been picking up your phone and trying to destroy the person on the other end. Now, even if you've been pretty good, we can still do better. We need to be better neighbors so our community will flourish. Flourish. So let's get out of there and offer stories of hope. Let's share scripture. Let's show people the ultimate hope of this world, Jesus. Let's show them that by loving these other people, Let's love them like they are a part of our own body. So that's what we can do as individuals. But us being nice to a few people isn't enough. We are created for something more. British author and bishop N.T. Wright explains it like this in his book, Simply Christian, Why Christianity Makes Sense. There he says, It seems that we humans were designed to find our purpose and meaning, not simply in ourselves and in our own inner lives, but in one another and in shared meanings and purposes of a family, a street, a workplace, a community, a town, a nation. So it's nice 
to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with folks. That's great. But we are meant to be in a community. We are meant to share these experiences with more than one person. Here's how I know this is absolutely true. I am absolutely dying to be with a big group of people and just sit around and talk and laugh and carry on. Now, that's very normal for me because I'm a mega ultra extrovert. Now, I feel like this after I go like a few days without a crowd, but some of my most introverted friends are dying for community. Even though it's not even really their thing, they miss it too. Now, early on in this process of creating a Kuo Church, God impressed this idea on me that we had to be a place that created community, that we had to be a place that was about the body of Christ and not worried about the building of where we met. So now we find ourselves in the middle of a global pandemic. And in a weird way, this has been helpful for us. We can't rest on how we do Sundays in a building. We can't pour all of our energies and resources into that. If we did, we wouldn't be able to serve you guys very well. So what we have to do now is get creative and create community the best way we can right now. And the way we're doing that is through our Zoom group that meets every single Wednesday night at 7.30. What we do there is jump on a Zoom video call, then we'll chat, I'll throw out an icebreaker question like, if your personality could be described by an ice cream flavor, what would it be? I picked uh, mint chocolate chip because it's the best. Uh, then we break off into smaller groups of four or five and we have some conversations about it. Then we'll worship together with Abel leading us and then we'll start reading through the Bible. Uh, we'll break off into groups and answer questions with each other and then discuss it in the big group. Now, these are actually a lot of fun and I'm amazed at how much we have been getting to know each other during these times. Now, my hope is that someday we can have more people involved in our community groups than we have involved on a Sunday. I hope that we have more people in community groups than on Sunday. I've got to say it again. So that no one would have to go through a quarantine all alone without receiving a phone call. So that no one will have to wait for COVID results all by themselves. So that no one would have to go through a divorce alone. So that no one would have to stand at an open grave by themselves. Right now, about 10% of the people that watched church that last Sunday are showing up to this Zoom group. So that means nine out of the 10 of you watching right now could use some community. Guys, we need to be better neighbors so our community will flourish. And that should be an easy choice for you. We are building our community groups to connect to all people, no matter what age or stage of life you're in. We are building relational support systems so people can feel loved and genuinely cared for by our community, just like I felt when I was in college. Now, what we are basing our groups off of is this scripture in James 5. There it says, Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. 
Guys, this is the importance of community. There will be people there with you to help you up, to pray for you, to take on that pain for and with you. So if you're looking at this, we might think that this scripture is actually about healing, right? Like getting physical healing. And I know I did the first time when I came across it. But when you start breaking it down, the scripture is actually talking about something much different. Now, while studying through the scripture, something caught my eye. What does getting physical healing have to do with somebody's sins? So I did some more reading, and I looked at the original language that the New Testament was written in, which is Greek. So while going through that, three words jumped out at me. The word used in this passage for sick is kamno, which actually doesn't mean sick. It means to be weary, to be tired, to be worn out. Then the word for heal is sozo, which means to, to save. Then the word for well is egero, which means to raise up. So that might not seem crazy, like totally crazy changes, but when you reread the passage with these translations in mind, it actually changes the whole thing. So let's reread it together. There in James 5, it says, Are any of you sick, weary? You should call for the elders of the church and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will save the weary, the tired, and the Lord will make you well or raise you up. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So when you look at it, it's incredible to see. The first part is about being spiritually unwell and not physically unwell. This is about how we fall into these ruts and we need other people to help us out of them. So according to the scripture, what we should be doing is confessing the ways we have been messing up. Man, I yelled at my neighbor for parking the car in the wrong way again. Brother, I gotta tell you, I watched a video I shouldn't have. Or friend, I haven't really been nice to my kids lately. I've lost my patience with them a bunch of times. Can you pray for me? Now, when we're able to have these conversations with people, then pray with each other, we can be healed of the things that we're dealing with. One of my favorite ways that I've ever seen this put on display is in the book, The Cilantro Diaries, written by San Antonio native and geekdom CEO, Lorenzo Gomez. Now, while working in the business world, he noticed that all of these major businesses had something guiding them. It was called a board of directors. And what he did is he wanted to use that for his own life. Now, in his book, Cilantro Diaries, Lorenzo Gomez says, in the same way a successful company has a board of directors looking out for its best interests, you can have a personal board of directors looking out for you. They tell me truths that no one else is willing to tell me and give me advice that no one else knows me well enough to give. Now, for us to continue to help our community flourish, it is important for us to have a personal board of directors. Some of us already have one. Your family and your tight friends could be that. And for some of you, you found that a few members of your Zoom group has jumped into your board of directors. Now, sometimes the people that are in your board of directors are pretty obvious. Now, for others, you might need to think through it for a while. Either way, 
you will need to have a direct conversation with people you want on your board. It has to be intentional. So what you have to actually do is reach out and deputize these people. Send a text, make a phone call, and it, it can actually look or sound something like this. You can say, I appreciate and value your opinion, and I know that you are always looking out for my best interests. Because of that, I wanna put you on my board of directors. From here on out, I wanna give you permission to speak hard truths into my life. Now, for me, one of the times that it worked out the best for me was about nine years ago, having a good board of directors. I'd felt like I got a call to leave my job in television that I was working in at the time. It was something I'd been working toward my whole life and it was a job I'd always wanted, but I quit because I thought that's what God was telling me. Well, it was a year later and I was on a part-time contract with a church. And I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing for me. So I was talking to a friend of mine, one of my board of directors, and I was telling him I wasn't sure if I should go back into the ministry or go back to TV because I felt like all the skills I'd built in television, I was totally throwing away. All these things that I'd spent all this time building up, I'd just thrown it away for no reason. And that's when my friend told me, Humby, you're going to produce a service, edit videos, and stand in front of a camera whenever we need you. How is that any different from television? And from that moment on, I never felt like I was going to waste my skills that I'd learned here at the ministry of church. Actually, I'm still doing all of those things every single week here at Akuo. But anyways, my friend was able to share the hard truth with me, that my thought process was totally wrong, but he was able to do it in an encouraging way. So if you find yourself being asked to be on someone's board of directors, Make sure that you're able to share hard truths in an encouraging way. Encourage people toward doing the right thing. Don't hammer them for doing the wrong thing. We want to give people hope and love, not devour them. We want to pray with them when they're struggling. Also, I actually want you to like listen to your board of directors. Having a group of people giving you wise counsel means nothing if you don't actually listen to them. One of the ways that you can show that you love and respect your board of directors is by listening to their advice. So no matter what side of the board of directors you are on, you can help build a community. Remember, we need to be better neighbors so our community will flourish. Let's go back in James 5 to finish this out. There it said, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results which is kind of tough for some of you because you're thinking like, yeah, I'm pretty cool and I've got really good and nice people around me, uh, but you're not exactly sure how righteous you are. Or you're looking at your board of directors and you're like, I know those people are not righteous, um, but I, I don't want you to be discouraged because what I want to do is show you how to be righteous so our prayers can be producing wonderful results. Paul says this uh, actually talks about this exact same thing in Romans. There in chapter 3, he says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us righteous in his sight. 
He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made righteous with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his own blood. So what makes someone righteous? Simply believing that Jesus Christ spilled his blood for us will make us righteous in God's eyes. By understanding that Jesus sacrificed his life for us, we are made to be righteous in God's eyes. That's all it takes to produce wonderful prayer results. Now, for some of us, we know we have that without any problem. But for some of us watching right now, you have never made that declaration to God that you believe that Jesus died for you. So if you're one of those people that has never made the declaration, but you want to do it right now, I want you to bow your head. Now, if you're someone that has done this already, I want you to pray for the folks that are about to make this declaration. I want you guys to know that here at Akuo, you will never pray alone. So if you want to let God view you as righteous, I want you to pray something like this just between you and God. God, I'm not fully sure who you are or how you really work, but there's something in me that just can't deny you anymore. I want to see you in my life in the clearest, most simple way possible. I know that I've messed up in my life. I know I've fallen short so many times and I'm sorry for that. So right here, right now, I want you to know that I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And the best way I know how, I want to follow you. Let me experience your grace, love, and peace. Thank you for your patience with me. Amen. Now, for others of you that are watching, you know God, you know that Jesus died for you. Whether it's been for five decades or five seconds, but you still want to connect with him through a community that will love you, if that's you, I want you to pray something like this with me. Go ahead and bow your heads and pray, Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for your love and your forgiveness. I ask that you would create an amazing community for me. I ask that you would allow me to have the relationships that I need to live my best life possible. Father, I ask that you would help me be a better neighbor so our community would flourish. I pray that you would help me love people in a way that you want me to. Thank you for everything. We love you. We pray these things in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Thanks for being a part of our service here at Akuo. If you need anything at all, don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms, or you can go to our website, akuo.church, to contact us. Now, uh, one of the things I do want to talk to you before we leave is how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit, first priority, 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We believe when you trust God with anything in your life, there is a blessing. We believe that it's the same with your finances, with your resources. Now, I'm not saying if you give 10% to the church, you're going to get a helicopter, but you will receive a spiritual blessing for God if you trust him with any aspect of your life. So we don't want you to miss out on this blessing when it comes to your finances and your resources. You can tithe here at Akuo by going to our website, akuo.church, and clicking on the giving link. Now, one last thing. I talked about our Zoom meeting earlier in the message, but each Wednesday night, we have a Bible study through Zoom at 7.30. It's a time where we get together online, read through the Bible, and pray with one another. It's been a lot of fun every single week, and we would love 
to see you there. The link for the Zoom meeting is posted in all of our social media platforms right now. So you can go look right when you're done with this. All right, guys, that's the end of our second ever service. I want you to know that I love you all and I'm praying for each and every one of you. I hope you have a great week of being better neighbors so our community will flourish. We'll see you soon. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.